great future. We're talking real money. Hi, everyone. It is Talking Real Money podcast time, Talking Real Money video cast time. Yes, it's the double whammy show. You get more for your dough on the Talking Real Money show. Hi. (laughs) Tom shaking his head. Because it's on the the go. Because it's on the go. Because we might be get slow snow? yeah and yeah. uh, we could do this for a long time and it would be and it would horrible. get worse and worse by the second yeah. so anyway by way of introduction you probably know this by now but i in my brand new almost done florida studio this is the new studio i like studio. the background what is that behind you that thing behind me is called a diffuser <laughs> I won't bring one of those over when yeah. I have my relatives here. It's a diffuser. <laughs> what it what happens is it takes the 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 echo of my voice oh. and sends it off in different directions Ooh. so that it doesn't all come right back into the microphone at the same time. It's called You're a diffuser. So fancy. And look at what and I have on my background. Back there in the corner? Yeah. That's a bass trap. Oh, I thought it was a new refrigerator freezer. Boom, 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 <laughs> bass trap. Um, but anyway, well, oh yeah, I'm Don McDonald, Florida Studio. Yeah. Over there in the aircraft hangar. Yes. Where, by the way, the Condor crashed. We had a little. We had a little trouble with the ancient German Luftwaffe plane, but it's on the yeah. med. It's getting a little bit of. Uh, it's back at the Skunk Works, getting some work done. We'll see how it works out. That's Tom Cock. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. We will not mention the person who will remain nameless who wrecked the condor, but we'll let it go. Could it have been your wife? She feels awful. She was crying. I, I'm sure she, she was did. actually crying. No, I, I, the I condor's would, down. The condor's down. I would have felt bad if I did it too. No, you wouldn't have. Oh my you gosh. You would have said, oh, you got another 30 planes. Quit your whining. I know you, well, you would have said. Well, that's true. Yeah, you do okay. have a lot of planes. Yeah, I know. As, as we'd like to say when it comes to investing, let the bombing begin. So here we go. <laughs> Folks, you used that in last week's podcast. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. do, you have, do you have any questions for us? Give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Today, we want to talk about predicting the future. I think it was Yogi Berra who once said, predicting is hard, particularly about the future. <laughs> By the way, good baseball reference coming off the end of the World Series and our sincere congratulations to you Atlanta Braves fans. The winners. Of Why the do you congratulate the Atlanta Braves fans? What did they do? <laughs> they were they did- were Going crazy. They were Why did you congratulate them? It was you should say, Oh, I'm happy your team won. <laughs> okay. But we but you guys worked so hard in the stands drinking beer and eating hot dogs. <laughs> no, they weren't even in the stands. It was in Houston. Oh, that's true. They were it was in some Houston. Lo- remote location. So let's thank the Houston Astros fans <laughs> okay. for helping the Atlanta Braves win. Did you see how few people were left at the end? There was like four people left in the stands when the Braves finally won it. That's so anyway. like a typical Broncos game anymore. Oh, ow. We're going Sorry. there? No, uh, we don't want to go there. Okay. Von Miller is left for the coast. Anyway, another whole story Bye, Von. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna all I want talk for about Christmas money. is a quarterback. <laughs> And a running car, sorry. And some head coaching. (laughs) Uh, Predicting, predicting, Mm, predicting, predicting. I was reading one of my 
aggregator news services. And I don't remember which one. I read a lot of them. Uh, but it was funny. The juxtaposition was hysterical because there were two stories right next to each other. One from, I think one was from CNBC and one, yeah, one was from Business Insider and was one was from CNBC. They were at the same time, right next to each other. One of them said, why inflation could trigger a 20% sell-off in the stock market anytime now? <gasps> the stock market is going to go down? I'm going to check right now, see what we're doing here. See the, if we're down 20%. The second one is no. uh, stated that small cap stocks kick off November with a rally. So that's good news for the stock market. So you have these two articles, both quoting experts. One of them says the market's going down because of inflation. The other one says the market's going up because small caps look good. Who do you believe? Yeah, it's fascinating. And by the way, uh, for those of you playing at home, you may have noticed that we did the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which we do not think oh, is an indice to index to pay attention to, period. Crossed 36,000, closed above 36,000 this week. Uh, which only comes 22 years after an author named James Glassman predicted it would. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of predictions, Stop way clock. back when, yeah, uh, no, actually, pardon me, only tw uh, it, it, the book came out October of 1999 when the Dow Jones was at 10,273. So 22 years. It took a while, but he was eventually right. Uh, there's, and, and by the way, fascinating piece for those of you who read Jason Zweig, who goes through many other people's predictions and just how wrong they were. By the way, before we got to the 36,000, for those of you who pay attention to th such things, remember the Dow Jones went all the way down to about 8,000 in the 2008-2009 crisis. But what about predictions in general? You know, if you type in the phrase, can the stock market be predicted, do you know how many results you get? I don't know. Probably a lot. 140 million results. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that should tell you something right there. And, uh, and then you start reading around from people like, you know, the Harvard Business Review. And oh, my they God, say, you're right. 149 million. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Harvard wow. Business Review wrote the future has too many variables to be predicted. Uh, and, and then you read around a little bit about the fact that right now there are more people, more people and more money ever being spent on picking stocks, being in the right part of the market. And how are those people doing? The professionals, they're not doing it. Over time, they cannot predict well enough to beat the market. So again, you, you made the very good point, Don, about what source you should believe about all this, because there are there's a prediction every day, or 10 or 12. Or oh, oh with, all, with the proliferation of business news and uh, on TV, they, they bring in a predictor every five minutes. And now we have another <laughs> So I exciting. Just you just, my, my. bang, you're just going to take it we, right We got another prediction from another guy this time. Uh, it's up. It's going up. No, it's going down. It's going down. I, who should you believe? Um, no. There's two people. Two people. Two? Yeah. Eugene you and Fama. Me? You, oh. Eugene Fama, who helped pen the efficient market hypothesis, which basically says the price is the price that's baked in already. There is no uh, efficiency to be, uh, inefficiency, pardon me, to be found in the market to take advantage of. And then 
Burton Malkill, who wrote Random Walk Down Wall Street, who said, yeah, you can't really pick stocks, time market, et cetera, et cetera. Remember, those are academics. They're not selling you anything else. Everybody else with a prediction, they've got, they have a book they'd like to sell you. They have a newsletter they want you to buy. They would like to manage your money. They're all in the business of selling you something where the academics simply want peer review they want recognition from their colleagues that the work that they're doing is legitimate. So what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Because well, okay, go ahead. You got, you, wait, everybody has to decide on, you, you got to have a core because if you don't, then I think you're in real trouble. But here's what I do. Um, number one, <laughs> the part that people have a tendency to forget, it's still more than half of us that don't do the one thing that's very important. And that is save something, mm-hmm. set something aside, make it automatic. Don't wait to write a check every month. Have it withdrawn from your bank account. Number two, you got to have a plan. You got to have an idea. Here's what I'm trying to do, and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to save this much. I'm going to invest it this way, and I'm going to let it ride. I'm not going to bother, which brings me to number three. Do not time markets. Do not pay, pay attention to predictors. Do not get involved in any of that. We know the evident, the empirical evidence, Don, is that the people that do that, they just end up with less money period. There is no, you just end up not being in the market for the wrong period of time. There is no timing of all of this. You just want to build the right portfolio, stay with your plan and ignore all of the noise. End of tape. Well, no, we're not done yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep going. I, I was looking at an article recently from the Harvard Business Review. This was one from gosh, 10, 12 years ago. And uh, they were quoting an author of a book called Mind Matters. And he, he's talking about how hard it is to predict the stock market. He said the stock market is has far more moving pieces and is by multiple, multiple magnitudes more complicated than, say, a game of chess. Game of chess has only a small board with a certain number of pieces, with a certain number of moves possible, and yet the number of possible moves on a chessboard is a one followed by 120 zeros. Wow. That is the number of atoms. That's more than the number of atoms in the universe. So if you can't predict a chess game, which you can't. Well, you could if you I, you could if I was playing. Well, yeah, I mean, no, but you can't predict your moves no, because I you can't it. predict how a stupid yeah. person will move any more exactly. than a brilliant one. <laughs> Billion, yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> but but that's an interesting fact. It is. Is that the, the 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 problem is far too complex for our little brains to handle. It's way more random. We talked about this on last week's podcast. People want to believe they have control, but the world, their life is more random than they would like to admit. The market is way more random than people. They think today, well, because of inflation, because of this, here's what's going to happen. You and they have no idea what tomorrow or beyond holds, period. And I sure hope that clicking noise, did that come over the air? Are you hearing a clicking? Some sort I am of a not hearing. Clicking? I'm not hearing. Oh, good. Hopefully then it's just in my studio. I it just, uh, again, new studio, bugs galore. I see one right behind you. Be careful. It's crawling up your shirt. Better not be a bug. I just paid a fortune for the exterminator. <laughs> I'll bet you did. <laughs> oh, Florida. Florida. But I hear Florida, your dog Florida. lived through it, so it wasn't that expensive. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. We have a question, though, for oh, today's please. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I want to find the right one. Yeah, that this one. There we go. This one's easy. You can do this. Do you think so? Caught me yeah, on a I good day. You, okay. I think you can. All right. Uh, thank you for your radio show. And I think she means podcast. I listen to it daily. Wow. Thank so you. So we only do once a week radio. We do podcasts daily. My question is, you seem to promote VT as a good option for easy investing. We suggest it. We don't really promote it. But VT is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF. So it's very, 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 very inexpensive. Uh, but here's the question. When I run the numbers, it doesn't seem to stack up to VTI or VOO. VTI is the total stock market index fund. That's not. It's FTS. an ETF. Yeah, it's an ETF. Oh, golly, yes, of course. The, yeah. the, the VT, VO, VTI is the U.S. VOO is the S&P 500. What yeah. you're doing is comparing apples and oranges because, yeah, of course, the U.S. market, which is, I'm sorry, I, I, uh, VTI is the total U.S. stock market. VOO is the S&P 500, which we do not suggest. What we suggest is a combination of the two. The reason being, what happened between 2000 and 2010? And that one's easy. The U.S. large companies like you owned in VOO had a horrendous decade. Uh, they actually, I think, lost money for the decade. But if you held... About 1% on yeah, average if, per year. If you held small, if you held international, I think you made somewhere over 5% a year annualized. So, and over the longer haul... Being globally diversified has meant less volatility and a slightly better return. Don't know what the future holds, but I want to be more diversified because I don't know what the future holds. So I'd yeah, rather be spread out. So here's what you're doing is you're getting caught up in the short term. And and I know 10 years to most people doesn't feel like the short term. Um, but it, and her she says, I I um she said, what about doing 60% VTI and 50% V or 40% VXUS, which is the non-US index? I um, think you're overthinking it. Yeah, you're um, doing basically what VT is. Yeah, you are, which is about, I think, 60% US or 55% US, 45% international. If you it go always to helps to just look it up. VT. I'm look it so, up no, right I mean, now. again, um, there are people that want to have a home bias because they live in the United States. They trust the U.S. more. I have stated publicly and stand by the fact that I'd rather be globally diversified because we don't know. Uh, let me give you I'll give you another example, because people in Japan feel very uh, much like it's the best place to be. The economy is going to be the greatest. And think back to 1990 when things were rolling in Japan, right? Their management practices were being exported. Their companies are doing great. They're buying real estate all over the world. And since 1990, the Nikkei, I believe, is still underwater. So there can be a country that has a horrible, in this case, 30-year track record. I'm not saying that's going to happen in the U.S., but one way to eliminate that is to be more globally invested. And the number is 5842. All right. So I was pretty close to that 6040. So yeah. in essence, if you buy VT, you're doing VTI and the VXUS 
with one fund. You're not, you don't need to, you, you don't need to don't, don't, don't mess with this. Uh, number eight, five, five, nine, three, five talk. You can send questions in at talkingrealmoney.com like that listener did. You can also, if you need big help, the big help solution is get together with one of our vestry advisors, our fiduciary advisors. They will help you with a problem, a messy portfolio, a second opinion, and they'll do it at least one time. Well, one time for free. I just talked to somebody in Alaska. Uh, a couple of days ago. By the way, do you know that this location had over 10 inches of rain in one day in Alaska? Wow. Talk about the leaving the spigot on. So, 10 I mean, inches of rain in one day. That's a crazy. lot of rain. That's a lot of rain. Man. So, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, go to vestry.com. <laughs> Just rain, go to vestry.com. Call us. We'll offer yeah. the help. Yeah, we're yeah. here. Set up an appointment or call uh, <laughs> our advisors at 800-386-3004. An actual 800 number for that one. Well, thanks for being a part of the podcast slash videocast. We appreciate you being there. And uh, we will talk to you again probably tomorrow. So uh, we'll just hang out. We got 24 hours to sit around uh, talking <laughs> real money. The diffuse machine is on. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.